0: Today, we're going to talk a little bit about Jesus being the light of the world. Last week, we talked about um, the centrality of Jesus, who he is, and what he said about himself. The next couple weeks, we're going to be talking about Jesus' I am statements through the book of John. And so today, we're going to continue the book of John. Open your Bibles if you have one, or if you have one. To John chapter 8. I'm pretty sure you guys are just trying to keep me on my toes. Is that it? If you're going to give me some music, give me some Holy Spirit music so that we can, I'll just preach a little louder. Open to John chapter 8 if you've got a Bible in front of you. And um, one of the interesting things about this, this little section of scripture is that at this time, Jesus has been kind of out in public Jesusing for about two years. Um, He's been performing miracles he's been preaching he's been teaching and people have been following him But people are some people are starting to get aggravated with him They're starting to wonder if if his claims can really be backed up if what he's saying is really true And jesus is beginning to tell people things like I am the son of god And I am through all of time and and some folks are starting to realize that he's claiming to be the messiah And people are being put to a decision. They have to decide whether they buy it or not And so this is a little bit about what's happening in john chapter 8. so jesus speaking to people and it says in john chapter 8 verse 12 that when jesus spoke again to the people because he's coming back over and over he said i am the light of the world whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life and that's a big statement if it's not true right how many of you know a liar you don't have to point at them or tell me who they are but how many of you know a liar yeah we all know people who we can't trust right because what they say is not often true or maybe they're not a liar maybe it's not as dark as that how many of you know people that are just not able they can't sort out the facts and so sometimes they just say things without even realizing and they're just wrong right you know people who are liars and you know people who are just wrong all the time well when somebody says i am the light of the world they're either a liar or they're wrong all the time or they are the light of the world there's only three options there right some people have said jesus was either a liar a lunatic or the lord for him to say all the things that he did and so we have to figure out what we believe but here is jesus coming and saying i am the light of the world whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life and then the pharisees in john 8 13 it says the pharisees challenged him they said here you are appearing as your own witness your testimony is not valid they essentially made up their mind they said well no you're a liar We can't believe you because in the Jewish testimonial system, there needed to be a witness if they were going to make a claim about yourself. They said, you can't talk about yourself and they've chosen their side. But it's interesting to me It's interesting to me that Jesus answered. He says, even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid for I know where I come from and where I'm going, but you have no idea where I come from or where I'm going. Have you ever talked to somebody who was clueless about the conversation? Again, don't point at the person if they're sitting next to you. But have you ever tried to have a conversation with somebody and and even though they got worked up and even though they got upset and even though you could tell it wasn't going well have you ever realized that wait we're just on totally different pages this person has no idea what i'm talking about this person has no idea what i'm referring to this person doesn't realize what's happening here jesus says you have no idea where i've come from he said i come from god you don't know where i've been you don't know where i'm going and yet you're arguing with me Jesus is very clear here. He says, I know the truth, you don't. He says to these Pharisees, I know God, you don't. I am God, you are not. And he goes on in John eight fifteen. He says, you're judging by human standards, but I'm not passing judgment on anyone. If I do judge, my decisions are true because I'm not alone. I stand with the Father who sent me. In your own law, it's written that the testimony of two witnesses is true. So Jesus said in John eight 18, I'm the one who testifies for myself. My other witness is the Father who sent me. Note what Jesus is saying here. He and the Father, he and God are basically one. They are joined at the hip. You get one and you get the other. Then they ask him, they said, well, where is your father? It's not quite the same as saying who's your daddy, but it's kind of that question, isn't it? They said, where is your father? He says, you have you have no idea. You don't know me or my father. He says, if you knew me, you would know my father also. Jesus is getting into this war of words, basically telling them that to know me is to know God. It says in verse 20 of john chapter 8 that he spoke these words while teaching in the temple courts near the place where the offerings were put that's where i'm preaching too right beside the place where the offerings are put i'm no jesus but it's kind of interesting how these things come back around sometimes it says he spoke these words while teaching in the temple courts where the offerings were put but nobody seized him because his hour had not yet come he was really aggravating people he was taking a lot of people off but nobody was ready to mess with him because it wasn't time yet he's not slinking around He's being honest. And this is just a part of his core teaching to the religious folks. But I want to circle back around to this this context that he's speaking from, this place where he's teaching. It says that he's in the temple courts near the place where the offerings are put. And frankly, to you and me, that doesn't mean very much, does it? Okay, we, we put our offerings in the box. But Jesus would have been teaching and preaching actually at about the same time of year that we're in right now. If you go back and read from John chapter 6 and John chapter 7, you can see that this whole conversation is happening right around the Feast of Tabernacles. Do any of you celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles? Are there any of you folks who have some some Jewish background and some Jewish knowledge? All right, not a lot of us here. One or two. One or two. Good job, Sue. But the Feast of Tabernacles, this is an eight-day feast. It began on a Sabbath. It ended on a Sabbath. And it happened at the time right after the harvest would have been over and and there are specific rules about the day that it happens and just as there is with every Jewish festival that God laid out for the Jewish folks. But this whole conversation is happening, seems to be a day after the Feast of Tabernacles ended. Now, this is a time of joyous celebration for the Israelites. And if you've been watching the news and paying attention to some of the details about Israel being attacked here in the last couple weeks, they talked about it being a festival time or a holiday time. This Feast of Tabernacles is what the Jews were celebrating just a couple weeks ago, okay? To get an idea of the time of year, what was going on when Jesus was teaching nearly 2,000 years ago. But during the Feast of Tabernacles... The Jews get together and they celebrate God's continued provision. For them, they talk about the joy of the harvest that has just happened and they remember God's protection and provision during the 40 years that Israel spent in the wilderness in the time of Moses. By the way, this is one of those few pilgrim feasts where everybody was expected to come back to the temple at the time. They they gave their offerings and they brought, every man was expected to bring his financial offering and so jesus was teaching from where the place where the offerings were brought there would have been thousands and thousands of people coming through the city coming through that place in the temple coming through the area where jesus is teaching and he's telling them all i am the light of the world now if the if the place of collection didn't mean anything to you it may not mean as much either that he was the light of the world but The Feast of Tabernacles was kicked off with a great ceremony called the Illumination of the Temple. There's a Jewish word for that, but I can't pronounce it, so I'll just say it in English, the Illumination of the Temple, which on the first day of their festival involved the ritual lighting of these four magnificent, giant, 75-foot-tall, oil-fed lamps right around the temple. These huge candelabras, menorahs, they were lighted at night to remind the people of the pillar of fire that led them during the night. All night long, the light shone in their brilliance. This was the beginning. This was the kickoff of their season. It was almost like a Christmas Eve kind of a situation. Like, it's coming tomorrow, but here we are. We're beginning the celebration. There's this light ceremony, 75 foot tall. These things were seen all over the city, and Jesus comes to these people, to the place by the collection where everybody was passing, and he said, guys, I am the light of the world. I don't know if that gets you excited or not. It, it does for me, maybe I'm a Bible nerd. But here's Jesus telling these people, hey, you see the light and you're celebrating and, and celebrate the Lord for sure, but he says, I am the light, I will show you the way. And you're bringing your offerings and you're bringing this stuff and you're doing your religious stuff, but guys, let me tell you the truth. In the midst of your religion, don't forget your faith. He says, I am the light of the world. This whole festival, this whole Feast of Tabernacles it was a reminder that God had promised to send the light, a Messiah, into the world, into this dark world that we're living in. God promised to send a Messiah to renew Israel's glory and, and to make them visible around the world, to release them from bondage and restore their joy. Imagine that you were in ancient Jerusalem during the Feast of Tabernacles, seeing the lights lit up, and knowing that you have these days to celebrate God's provision. The harvest is in, and God is blessed visualize seeing these massive menorahs on display for the whole town and now imagine the impact of the words said by jesus in the temple courts when he said i am the light of the world i guess honestly it's harder for me to get excited about lights than it might have been for these people because lights are so easy have you noticed this i mean i i guess i'm i have a lot of electricians in my world and they can come and help when i don't know how to fix things but have you ever thought about how spoiled we've gotten with lights I mean, you walk into the house and if you know where they're at, you just turn it on, the lights are on. I can, with a switch, turn on my whole backyard. It's a little yard, but we can turn it on. I get in the car and drive at night and the lights come on by themselves. They even go high beam, low beam by themselves. It's because we're fancy in the Johnson house. <laughs> Have you ever driven behind somebody who was driving at night with just their driving lights on because they forgot to turn on their lights? See, that's how conditioned we are. We're just so used to the, the lights come on when we need them, Right? So what's it mean? Jesus is the light of the world. All right. Well, who who cares? Well, we are in a dark world, aren't we? I mean, it might be hard to remember today cuz we're we're out here and we're wearing sunglasses and we're thinking about how bright it is and when you go inside to grab lunch, you're, it's going to feel like you're going into the darkness even though the lights are on. But when Jesus says that he's the light of the world, I think that's something that we need to pay attention to because Frankly, this is a world that needs a lot of light, even though our lights in our houses go on and sometimes turn off automatically, even though the lights in our cars go on and turn off automatically. I think a lot of us are still stumbling around and groping around in the dark. In Ephesians 6.12, the Apostle Paul, who was writing a couple, couple decades after, after these stories about Jesus happened, he says, Our struggle as believers is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and the authorities and the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms has anything happened in your life in the last couple of days that made you say this feels like a dark world have you read anything in the news has anything happened to any of your friends have you been struggling with any of the realities around you that makes you say yeah this this world does feel dark sometimes do you remember how much you need the light in Matthew 5, 14, Jesus spoke to his followers and said, look, you guys are a city on a hill. He said, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. So, so we've got this picture that we live in a dark world and we are called as believers to be the light of the world. And Jesus, in John chapter 17, even prayed for those who follow him. He said, I have given, he's, he's praying to God, it's Jesus' priestly prayer and he says father god i have given all of these people your word and yet the world has hated them for they're not of the world any more than i am and jesus prayed he said my prayer is not that you take believers out of the world but that you protect them from the evil one so jesus says to his disciples he says you're in a dark world but you are the light of the world and i'm not going to pray that you get out of the world just so that you can be safe and happy and protected, he says, I'm going to pray that you're protected while you are in that dark place, because that dark place needs your light. And in John 8, Jesus says, He is the light, he is what shines through us, and he is what allows us to overcome. As Anthony read in 1 John 4:4, 4, 4, we dear children are from God and have overcome evil. Because the one who is in us is greater than the one who is in the world. Jesus is the light. We're in a dark world. And now jesus is calling us to be that light he prays for us he's sending us out and he's calling us to light up the dark places and we're surrounded by him aren't we but we've got to keep the lights turned on 12 or 13 years ago it was no it was 10 or 11 years ago brie was little we were with another couple and they had a little baby too and and we were um we we're down at the beach and we decided to go out for dinner we were going out for dinner. It was a little bit late. We had four adults in the car and two kids in the back that were both in little baby seats. And it had just rained a little bit. We were stopped in a left turning lane in our SUV. And there was just enough water on the road that the Jeep that was behind us locked up his brakes, wasn't able to stop and hit the back of our car. Not real hard, but pretty hard. We were all fine. The kids were fine. They were in their baby seats, still just... Babying around, but we pulled over into the parking lot of the little drugstore that was that was beside the road, and and the person who hit us, they they followed us in there in their jeep, and and we got out of the car, and and my thought now was, how bad is this going to be? Right? Have have you been there? You've hit somebody, you've been hurt, and and everybody's okay, and so you praise God for that, but then you wonder, what's this going to cost me? Well, we hopped out, got in the back, but it was. It was evening and it was getting dark and we couldn't see much until all of a sudden these lights came on. And we looked and here was another Jeep. I don't know if they were buddies or friends, but he came in and had a whole light bar on the kind that you look at it and say, when do they ever use that? <laughs> had a whole, and he, he pulled in behind us. He had seen all of this happen. And so he pulled in right beside our, behind our car, turned on his lights, light bar and bumper bar and everything. And we could see exactly what happened to the car. And the guy who hit us came over. And, I'm so sorry. Are you guys okay? Is there anything I could do? And we were so fortunate. All had a little bit of crack in the plastic. Nothing at all. We, we didn't even have to exchange insurance. But I'll tell you, it helped to have that light there. I said to the guy, where'd you come from? He said, oh, I just saw it. thought you might be able to use a little bit of light up. Might be the only time he ever used that switch. But are you ever in a position where you need to be able to see the truth and see what's going on, but things are foggy? Turn on the lights. It helps. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. <laughs> how, many of you saw, how many of you saw the video a couple years ago? It went viral. Popeye's chicken didn't like it very much. But did you see the guy who at the end of the video asked, do you still love that chicken? Do you know what I'm talking about? The fellow that, that supplied chicken for a Popeye's restaurant in Washington, D.C.? He took out his phone and it was early in the morning and he walked into the restaurant that was still dark and still locked up. He walked into the basement where he delivers his chicken and he said, watch this. And he turned the lights on and the rats all ran. I know, that's why it went viral because everybody saw that and went, Ugh. and at the end he says, you still love that chicken? Sometimes when we're in the dark, we don't know what's crawling around us sometimes when we're in the dark we don't realize what kind of stuff is happening in the corners sometimes when we're in the dark we don't even realize what kind of help is right there at our fingertips but when you turn the light on you can see the truth and in that in that moment the truth was that the rats were running and popeyes and the owner of that establishment shut down that place for a while cleaned everything out and had a lot of questions to answer but they had to turn on the lights because when you're walking in the darkness you, you just don't know jesus came to a dark place he said guys i am the light of the world i'll show you what's going on and i'll show you the truth i'll show you what's creeping around your feet and i'll chase it away i'll show you the help that is close by and i'll help you to be able to make sure that your step is sure how many of you have run into something in the dark in the last month i have Because I put something on the floor in the daytime, I forgot that it was there. And the night, as I was stumbling around to get back into bed, bang! If I had just turned the lights on, I could have seen, but I didn't because I was trying to be careful and quiet. Well, that woke up the whole house anyway. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. I will show you what's true, I will show you what's real. I can show you the, the obstacles that are in your way, I can show you the rats that are where they shouldn't be. She says, I can show you what's actual and what you're going to have to work at. I just wonder if any of us are taking that stuff very seriously. In the darkness, we can't see. We bump into stuff. We get lost. We don't know what might be lurking nearby. But Psalm 46 says that God is our refuge and our strength. He is an ever-present help in trouble. But the lights only work if you turn them on. you ever had somebody say to you it looks like the lights are on but nobody's home I'll leave it between you and them how you deal with that but some of us are at home and the lights are not on we're still stumbling around we're trying to figure out what's going on. we're trying to make sense of this life but we haven't turned the lights on we haven't gone to Jesus to find any kind of interpretation for our life some of you are doing really well on your own You're working hard because God gave you a strong body and a good mind. You're making money because God put you in a place in the world where, by and large, you can make it. Some of you are doing all this on your own, though, and you don't know Jesus. And I just want to tell you that that's going to run out. Your own energy is going to run out. Your own preparations, your savings, your... Your reliance is not going to be enough. There are some of you sitting in this circle today who know what it's like to be at rock bottom. You know what it's like to run out of all the stuff you think you need, but I just wonder, are we coming to Jesus? He says, I'm the light of the world. I'll show you what you need. I'll bring people around you. I'll gather all the stuff that you need to live. But church, are are we turning the lights on? Are we just ignoring it and trying to go on our own? I'm glad you're here today. That's a good sign. I think that's a pretty good start. But I hope you don't leave this place today thinking that you're going to be able to make life work on your own or that you're going to be able to make it work on what you've already done. I, I hope you're coming to Jesus, who is the light of the world. I hope you're letting him show you the way. I hope you're letting him give you the strength to stand strong and I hope you're letting him build a foundation for you that'll carry you through the rest of your life and even through eternity that's my hope and my prayer for you and if you don't know Jesus today let me just tell you it's it's not that complex to answer his call if you feel like Christ is doing something in your heart today just say Jesus okay I'm ready and I believe in you I'll follow after you and I want to know more about you just turn away from your sin and leave all that junk behind you and and turn towards him and and if all that stuff sounds a little bit confusing come and talk to me while you're eating your bowl of chili and and i'd love to talk to you some more or find somebody who looks really at home here and ask them about this jesus character and if they don't know well then both of you come to me and we'll have a little powwow together we'll get it all out because jesus says i'm the light of the world it just he says come to me come to me and i'll light up your path and so that's my prayer and that's my hope today Church, can we pray together? Would, would you pray with me? Father God, thank you so much for this chance to be together today. Thank you for the chance to sit here in the light. Lord, we feel the sun warming us. We can see how it uh, illuminates the world around us. Lord, I pray that you'll help us to also have our paths illuminated by the light of your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray you help us to know the forgiveness that comes from him. I pray that you'll help us to understand the true life that comes from having the light of the world in our hearts. And Lord, I pray that you'll move us, especially those here in this place today who are, who are saying that they're following after you. Lord, I pray that you'll move us to be the light of the world the way Jesus intended. Help us to shine our light. Help us to bring light in the dark places. Help us to tell people about Jesus so that lives can be changed and this dark world can be lit up. Lord, today as we come before you, we recognize that that while we are made in your image and you've done amazing things in us and through us, Lord, we recognize that, that we are not the source of life. Lord, it comes from you. So please help us today, Lord, to understand what is real and what is true. Give us strength to stand and eyes to see. Jesus, thank you for being the light of the world. Thank you for dying on a cross for us, being willing to sacrifice yourself for us so that we could see what's real and be healed, forgiven, and saved. Lord, now as we continue to sing our praises to you, as we get ready to eat a lunch together, as we get ready to visit together, bless us and help us to all be in the light as you are in the light. Help us to shine like the stars in the heaven. We pray in the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Amen.